Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hi, welcome to the Hayes FM. This is condo expert, Linda Pinizzato. We're speaking with Paul Hayner of Insurance Land. Their offices are here in Mississauga. They've actually been providing insurance for 27 years. The topic of discussion is condominium insurance. We've spoken about uh, condominium insurance relating to the condo corporation. We've touched on condo owners. You know, Paul, there's so many investors right now that have uh, stepped into the marketplace and they've purchased condominiums. And the question is, is how should they be protecting themselves? Because if a condo owner takes out a policy as a condo owner and that's the way the policy has been written up, then that's not a problem. It's pretty straightforward. But if a condo owner does not live in the unit, it's not a condo owner policy that they need, but it's actually a tenant policy that they need because uh, as an investor that maybe you could elaborate a little bit further. Yeah, so what what happens, especially in downtown Toronto, uh, downtown Mississauga, now around Square One, a lot of those uh, beautiful new condos that have been built over the last 20 years, they've been purchased not to live in, they've been purchased as investments. So what happens is, is that the owner of the condo will insure that condo on his own property policy. You can also buy a standalone fire and EC rented dwelling policy, which then gives him his liability coverage. And then it gives him contents coverage on the stuff he owns or he's responsible for. So if the status report says, yes, you're responsible for the drapes and the flooring and the carpets, but we're responsible for the uh, kitchen and the bathrooms, then the amount of insurance he needs to buy on the actual contents portion can be reduced. If he needs to actually still cover it as though he owns the whole thing, then the amount of coverage needs to be according to what, what they have in there. Then what he needs to do is he needs to make sure that his tenant has insurance. Now, not all not all insurance carriers, when they sell a tenant's policy, or the insurance carriers that sell uh, rental insurance, fire and EC policy to somebody that owns a rental income property, make it mandatory to provide insurance from the tenant. But the owner themselves should say, hey, I need to make sure you have your own tenant's insurance because you are now living in that unit. You're responsible for what you do in there because you could still be sued. The, the tenant can still be sued if he causes a fire and it spreads to the unit next door. He leaves the water on and it runs to the, the, the unit underneath. So now they're not just, you know, so then if the tenant doesn't have the insurance, then the people that are affected are suing the owner. So then his insurance has to respond because he's being sued as the owner of the unit. Yet he still might not have enough insurance if he doesn't properly insure the inside. Then he's got to go after his own tenant and say, well, you damaged all this stuff. You know, I need you to pay for it. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just that, you know, I, I don't have the money for that. And tenant's insurance really isn't that expensive per se. So, you know, you can either have it so you work it into the lease agreement that you have to provide it or you charge it as part of your rent and you buy it for them. Right. You know, because I mean, the other aspect of it, to be honest with you, is mo most cases, it's always wise for the tenant to take total responsibility of obtaining their own insurance so that, you know, I, I have to admit, I haven't seen too many lease agreements, but I guess some people, depending on what structures that they would do, but as a realtor on that side, I'd recommend that people would actually put a clause in there stating that the uh, tenant accepts responsibility to obtain 
tenant insurance and agrees to provide a copy of the insurance to their landlord upon occupancy. That way that they don't run into any liability of any sort, you know, taking responsibility of throwing it into the lease arrangements. Just, you know, it just keeps everything clean. Yeah, and, absolutely. I, yeah. You know, it it just keeps it all clean. But certainly what you were saying, Paul, uh, I mean, the interesting part about it is, is now you've got three different entities here, you know, because you've got the investor, he's got his policy, you've got the tenant, they have their policy. And then the interesting thing is, is what if the damage is done to the common elements of the corporation? So if that happens, the condo corporation would still have to put in their claim. They'll always have to put in their own claim. And what happens is is that in insurance, we have a term called subrogation, and that allows the insurance carriers to, and property insurance to go back after other insurance carriers to get the, the money back for the damage they paid out on behalf of their customer against the one that caused the damage. So the condo corporation would go after the condo owner. The condo owner would go after his tenant if the tenant caused the, caused the damage. Where there could be some discrepancy is is that you could have something happen so that a fire was caused and it was caused by an appliance owned by the condo owner, which damaged the tenant's insurance, which then spread to the hallway. And, and it could, I'm not saying that the fire actually spread to the hallway, but you could have all the smoke damage that went down the hallway and you still got to get a company mm-hmm. in to shampoo the carpets, paint the walls again, wash them, what have you. Uh, still an expense to the condo corporation. So now actually the condo owner becomes responsible for that claim. The tenant puts in a, a claim on his. He goes after the owner. The corporation goes after the owner. So it's all about, from an insurance point of view, how do the insurance companies get their money back from who caused the, the damage in the first place? Of course. If it becomes the situation where it's a fire, it's visual, you can see it, you can repair it, you can fix it. If it becomes the situation of water, water, I understand, in insurance world is a bit of a nightmare because sometimes you have to find out exactly where it all started from. In a condo corporation, I've heard cases where, you know, they've had leaks from roofs and it's landed way downstairs somewhere in someone else's unit and trying to trace it and get it back to deem the responsibility here, there, this, that is is not always the easiest challenge. No, I, I could see that. You know, I would imagine that the condo corporation, when it comes to leaks in the roof, are still responsible for that overall. But you could have a situation, as you said, where the water leaks in between the the units and it doesn't come out for three floors below. And it's like, well, where's this water coming from? And I would suspect that, you know, there's sometimes feuds between the owners and the condo corporation determining, you know, who caused the damage, where did the damage go, who's going to investigate the damage. So really what happens is that both sides end up putting a claim in. They let the adjusters get their people involved, people that are the contractors and all that that can analyze what did cause the damage. And then they come to an agreement that, yeah, you know, it was caused because the roof needs to be um, redone and there was a crack here and the water seeped in and, uh, you know, you are technically responsible for it. problem is you sometimes can end up getting bad blood between the condo corporation and the people that own the condos when these things aren't dealt with in a timely manner because they think, well... You know, if I have the insurance, you have the insurance, let's get it done. Well, now then they get into the whole blame game of, you know, well, it's not mm-hmm. my problem, it's your problem, and we don't want to put a claim on our because we already had three claims this year already. And, and that's a you know, whole other topic. That's a whole that other is topic. Just that, that's good for another that day. That is actually, that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen out there listening, condo owners, homeowners, anybody, that becomes a huge problem. And, and it may be something later that you really can't get past and you can never really repair those problems especially if you don't have condo insurance and you've got all these bills smacking you in the face. 
We're at the uh, Linda Pinizzato at the Hayes FM Condo Expert Show. We're talking about in condo owners insurance and condo corporation insurance. A lot of good information. I want everyone to take a moment and breathe because seriously, this is information that you have to understand. Uh, you have to be aware of and, and obviously protect yourself. We'll be right back. 